Hi, this is Shirbo Daraju, and you're listening to Dear Wayne State with Frankie and Kristen. Actually, we were here last week too, so I feel like we're not back necessarily. I I feel like we've been on vacation because it's been so busy with the yeah. start of the school year. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad to I'm really glad to be back. Yeah, it actually feels like it's been a month, uh-huh. but it's only literally been a week. Yeah, last week felt like five months long. I completely agree. It's still, yes. I said August was going to fly. It feels like August didn't even happen. It just flashed right by, and now we're in the middle of the school year already, and it's already, what, second weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm teaching, and we're already on week two. It's crazy. So, welcome to it. Here yeah. we go. Um, today, we have Shashir on the Hello. podcast. Shashir. Many of you may know him from his awesome marketing skills. Um that he does for our for the Office of Multicultural Student Engagement, but also um, in life. Should I talk about what Yeah, go All for right. it. Well, um, tell us. Okay, so first tell us, just introduce us to you a little bit. What year are you? How long have you been at Wayne State? Um, yeah. All right. Um, well, as they mentioned already, my name is Sashir, but I also go by Cherry. Um, I'm a senior here. This is my fifth year here. And I, ch- I changed my major my first year is why I'm still here. But now it's my last <laughs> semester, and I feel super weird because I don't know if I should act like it's the first day of school or the last day of school. Um, so I'm in, like, perpetual conflict with myself, I guess. <laughs> um, but outside of school, I do a lot of design work, and I guess you could say I'm involved in the art culture around here. Um, I run a clothing brand with my friends. I sometimes get commissioned to do paintings and murals. Um, I, know, I help people with their websites. I, I make apps for fun. Make apps for fun? Yeah. That sounds intense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, once you start doing things like that, like, it sounds hard to do, but once you, it's like anything, like, once you learn to do it, it just comes to you. I do feel like that's like anything. So good for you for learning yeah. that, because that's something I learned recently, that anyone can kind of learn anything if they really want to. Yeah, that, that's right. That's what I always tell myself whenever I, because, you know, people always want to put you in a basket or, like, you know, like, computer scientist, artist. Like, yeah. why can't you be both things? Yeah. I mean, what, what I do at school doesn't define what I do at home. Like, school is so I can make money later on. Because, you know, being, like, more, most artists don't see money until they die. Right. So, you know, school is just, like, a way for me to fund what I want to do outside of school. So, can I, I don't know if we missed it or if I just missed it, but what is your major? Computer science. Oh, computer science. Yeah. Cool. And that's purely just because I like computers and it would get me a good paying job. But okay. If I could, that would be an art student. But you don't really, like, it's once you graduate from art school, it's like 10 years of struggling to do anything. Yeah. I went through a similar thing where I really love drama. Mm-hmm. I, like, love theater so much, but I was always terrified that I wasn't going to find a job in it. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to mix in education and drama but I think there's so many ways to bring that in I've always said like art and science go together so well yeah you can find art in anything um especially in computer science a lot of the time people just assume that it's just like me sitting behind a computer screen and coding all day but I would say like 50% of it is called front-end work and front-end work is how the finished product looks to the consumer 
So that's all design work. It's like, what color do you make this? What font do you make this? Like, where do you add the logos? How, how big do you make it? Like, that's not, that's not technical stuff. That's just like, that's not any different from designing a poster, but you're just making something that somebody could click on. How'd you get involved with Elmsy? Um, <laughs> I was looking for a job. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was the first student assistant that Elmsy hired back in the good old days of the closet and Purdy Kresge. <laughs> and then, um, but back then I was just a work study student and then I went to India that summer and I came back and I was not eligible for work study anymore and they were kind enough to put make me a student assistant, pay me out of the budget. Cool. How did going to India like change or shape your design work? Um that's a good question. I would say the museums in India are so underappreciated. Because whenever you hear about the great museums of the world, you always hear about like the Louvre or you know, like the Vatican museums, or like the British Museum has like great art museums of the world. But growing up in India, because I moved to America in second grade, so growing up in India, I, I only had like a dose of the culture when I moved here. But my family, like we try to go back every summer and spend time there. And specifically that summer when I went after my freshman year, I started going to, I, I, like I just started looking up art museums on Google in India because, you know, like I never... For some reason, I never assumed we had art museums in India, and then I went. And I was blown away. Like we, we had like Da Vinci's, and I saw a Monet. Like, I, and this is like miles away from my grandma's house where I grew up. And I was like, I did not know like all this European wow. art was here. And and another thing is like, whenever you think about art, you think of European art. But by going to India and going to art museums, I was able to see that no, like just because we weren't painting doesn't mean that what we were doing isn't art. Like. Because a lot of people also associate art with being like oil paintings that you hang up in right. the DIA, but like art is also sculpture and design. Mm -hmm. And um, if you've ever been to the DIA, they have a marble piece in there called the Veiled Rebecca, which is like, I think it's like $10 million or something is its price value. For the and stone like Yeah, sculpture? yeah, and she's got like yes. a veil going over yes. her, and it's one of two in the world, and the other one was in that museum I went to at oh, my wow. like near my grandma's house in India. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, no way, like this is... This is crazy. I did not think we were popping like this. Like, what is <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think we talked a lot or enough about how much Eastern culture influenced Western culture. Mm. Like you mentioned art, but when I was studying theater, like Romeo and Juliet was a rip off of Japanese storytelling. Yeah. There's a lot, like the Eastern culture is so rich and like predates so well, much um, of what they were doing in the West. Something I found out recently is like schools traditionally have been like you go to the old dude in your city and he teaches you about life. Like that's what Plato and Socrates were, like schools of philosophy. Right. Um, but when the British colonized India and other like Jamaica and the Caribbean and those kind like Nigeria for example, they they started they realized they had this epiphany that you can't teach these people their own classical hit like literature and their classical history right. because then it makes them think that you're equal to them like we're equal because mm -hmm. like they could also be like sure you have Shakespeare but we have blah 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 and like right. they're just as good right so the English in I think it was like the late 1600s invented the study of English literature as a field of education and they tested it out in India where they threw away all like Indian classical teachings and like our like the Bhagavad Gita which is like the the Hindu Bible, pretty much. Then, like you know, they like they threw all those away, and they said, "All right, now we're gonna we're gonna study Shakespeare and all these like Plato and the Iliad by Homer, and mm -hmm. you're gonna read poetry like English poetry." And it was so successful in India, like people were learning so much about um, 
Western European culture that the British decided to make it a thing, a mandatory thing in England itself, and that's where the study of English literature came from, was as like a tool of colonization. So oppression. Wow. So oppression, yeah. Because yeah. it was basically like if I came to your house and I said, all the books you have are trash, here's my books, yeah. and these are the best books, right? and this is what you should learn. Right, and it's also a way to keep people down as of like, if I'm better and I know all this stuff already, you still have all this stuff to catch yeah, up on. Yeah, make you think like, you're inferior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Erasing that's, a history. Yeah. Erasing a whole culture's history. Yeah, that's like the number one way to like sub subjugate a people is yeah. not like make them forget their history and their right. past. And you tell them that, yeah. you know, you haven't done anything notable for the ones that have all the accomplishments. Right. Make, like, you know, for your, like literally putting yourself up on a high horse. Right. Put, like an entire race on a high horse. Yeah. Um... So, on top of all of the school stuff that you do and all the work you do for OMZ, you also have your own company. Yes. Um, it's called Look Detroit. We're a clothing brand and as of recently a design studio because we started doing contract design work for people. Um, it started as, well, I guess like since ninth grade, I, my, I was lucky enough to go to a high school that had a fully functioning design studio in the back. And we only offered three design classes at that time and I took all three my freshman year. And the, re the other three years of high school, I got permission from the school superintendent to do what was called independent study. I don't know if you guys yeah. know. So I was able to like go to the graphic lab every day and just one-on-one -on -one work with the teacher. Cool. And by my senior year of high school, I was like grading like the freshman classes and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, like being Indian, I told my mom I wanted to go to design school and she said no engineering. Hmm. And I was like, cool. All right, I'll do that. Because... At that time, I didn't agree with my mom, but her she basically said you can do engineering and art at the same time, mm -hmm. but you don't have to be in the art school. And now that I'm about to graduate, I know people who are in the art school. I know people who go to CCS. I consider myself lucky because mm -hmm. art school is really, you're just there and you're paying to get the critique of your professors. So, because art is... You can make anything or do anything. It's all about if somebody likes it. And art school is just making something to get your approval. And then mm -hmm. I pass. Mm -hmm. But it could be good just because you don't like it, I don't pass. Right. So, But also, like, you get the technical side, but that's a different story. So my <laughs> freshman year of college, I was made a friend in um, one of my classes, my math class. And, you know, through through hanging out and talking, we realized that both of us were really interested in design and, like, the skate culture, and we were both skateboarders. And we had noticed that, like, a lot of big cities that have these, like, really vibrant cultures also have clothing companies that represent them. It's, mm -hmm. so, like, only, like, New York City has a, uh, a company called Only New York, which a lot of people haven't heard of, and it's not really that mainstream, but, like, the locals have heard of it, and it's, like, stuff that represents different neighborhoods in New York. And it's like com combating the gentrification, I guess, in New York. Mm -hmm. And you know, like there's a there's a song like L.A. has Babylon. And when we looked around Detroit, because like, you know I want to wear clothes that represent where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And I looked around Detroit to see like, all right, what Detroit clothing brands can I support? And everything I found just said Detroit on it, mm -hmm. which I, I hate to like. I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of somebody else's brand or saying it's bad. Like good for them, they're doing their thing. But me personally, I see a shirt that says like Detroit versus blank. Or like Detroit hustles harder, and it, for me, it just gets boring after a while. Mm -hmm. And also, we thought like, what is the image of the city that we're trying to put out? Like, all these shirts, like by reading them, they're all they're usually like competition based, like mm -hmm. Detroit versus you, like Detroit hustles harder, Detroit like, um, what was it? Did, like I saw a show the other day that said Detroit swings first, 
don't so it. yeah, which is like, uh, what is the mentality? Violence. Yeah, it's, nah. it's all it's all violent. Like it's all like super yeah. masculine. It's like pitting us against other cities. Yeah, it's and like I it's always like understand. we have to be in perpetual competition with yeah. somebody else, which I don't agree with. Right. And so that's when we were like, dude, let's just like. We were, plan- we were both planning on going on a study abroad trip to Europe that semester, and we went to the information meeting, and they said it was going to be $3,000 per person for two weeks. And we just looked at each other, and we were like, that's six grand between us for two weeks in France, which I don't really think is that worth it. <laughs> so we just decided, like, let's start our own company. Like, we already have the six grand saved up that we were going to blow in Europe. We could just take that and start a clothing company, and that's what we did three and a half years ago and and since then we've had four different releases of clothes come out and we've added four people to our team and we have an intern now it's cool yeah so like and i guess people are liking what we're doing and you know one of the core things that we like to go by is if you have an opportunity to make something new don't remake something you already did Mm -hmm. because a lot of companies will take a saying and just change the color of the shirt and call it a new shirt We only make a hundred of each design and once it's sold out it's sold out it's never coming back and you know like people who I've told that to think oh you're just trying to be exclusive or you're trying to be like you're trying to do this and this which they're totally valid arguments but but from my side it's like I said like if I have materials in front of me and I I can design why would I like I it's like laziness almost to say I'm just gonna like remake that again instead of like coming up with a whole new whole new design and color palette because for every season, we, we we choose 20 colors that we want to use for that season. And then we only use those colors in, in our marketing guidelines. So every like every three months, we're sitting down and we're creating a whole like list of how we want to identify ourselves for the next three months. Which I don't think a lot of people are really putting that thought and effort into it. I think a lot of people are just comfortable coming up with a slogan and then branding it on 20 different shirts and selling those shirts for the next 20 years. Yeah. People, and also, like, people will keep buying and Yeah, them. I was going to say, people buy it, and it works. I think, you know, there is a place for it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely a place it's, for it. It's almost like a touristy niche. Yeah, yeah, it's a niche. Thing, yeah, yeah, you got to have, like, New York, like, the, the NY, yeah, the heart. Like, yeah, you got to have that. NY, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you got to have that stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. why not make it cool if you can? Like, so, like, Detroit House is harder than Detroit versus everybody. Like, you know, it is what it is, and it sells and it, mm. there's a place for it yeah. but i think there's also something to be said about some, like about two wayne state students creating something together and like coming up with this thing and like wayne state is in the heart of the city and like i don't know i think that's there's also a place for that mm-hmm. i think that's really cool and like innovative and like what a great use of resources and it's cool stuff like Although I wouldn't give much credit to Wayne State besides linking us up. I remember remember going with the Blackstone Launchpad because I heard there was a place on campus that helps small businesses. Sure, yeah. And I went there and I was like, can you guys help me with this? And they basically said, like, not really. Like, none of us really know anything about clothes. Like, if you you have an app or technology, like, we got you. Right. So a lot of it has just been us, like, on the fly, like, figuring out how to, like, do trademarks, figuring out how to do copyrights and, like, legal stuff. Like, LegalZoom has been our number one friend recently. Sure. Like, filing taxes. Like, we had to file taxes for the first time recently. And, like, we had to hire an accountant so all of us could, like, on our individual tax returns could know all the benefits we could claim off, like, all yeah. of our driving miles. And, like, you probably know what we're yeah, getting it's, that. Yeah, no, I, real. yeah I it's, like, getting very real. Because for me, like, when I started, I was like, oh, it's cool. I'm just going to design T-shirts and sell them. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's not, not like that. Not like yeah. that. <laughs> I, my accountant, I get 
accounting through Accounting Aid Society. Mm -hmm. So, like, shout out to the Accounting Aid Society. It's right at the New Center mm -hmm. One building, and they are so great because I don't know anything about accounting. Is that a service that people like entrepreneurs and small business owners could use to mm -hmm. like get accounting help? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm unfamiliar, but yeah. I'm learning. So yeah. that's really neat. Yeah, it's super helpful. Mm -hmm. But um, no, yeah, I'm not trying to give credit to Wayne. I mean, like for you, you two are Wayne State. Yeah, students. we are Wayne State students, and, and so Wayne State did facilitate us meeting. meeting. Yeah, but also just like this is where you live, and this is where mm -hmm. you hang out. Like in this, not at Wayne State, but part in, of, in this Indiana. neighborhood. Actually, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's yeah. part of the culture of the neighborhood mm -hmm. and Cass Corridor of Midtown, and mm -hmm. I think it's very. I think it's really like fresh, and yeah, again, things have to change, and new things have to come mm -hmm. with people who are like hungry mm -hmm. for change and for something different because you know something for this neighborhood is rare mm -hmm. and i just know from a lot of experience those t-shirts that are very very popular they've done really well and, and great things and but however it's not necessarily for the people who live in my neighborhood mm -hmm. all the time if there's a lot of people wearing shirts like that i can tell like Oh, are you not? Yeah, yeah are, you, the question are you hanging out? Like, <laughs> are you hanging out today? Because it's Saturday. Out? <laughs> like, that's well, that's the thing. Like, if you come to, like, if you show up on 2nd and Canfield on a Saturday or a Sunday, you won't see a single local around you. Right. Because there's, like, this running joke around people that live here is, like, that entire street, like, that stretch of Canfield from 2nd to Cass is only funded by it suburbians who come come here on the weekends and spend all their money because realistically like that's why world leather goods went out of business because there's nobody in this neighborhood that's got 300 bucks to go drop on a leather belt just like on a, on a whim like that that's right or like go to shinola and buy a thousand dollar watch today like you're not like those stores aren't for people in the neighborhood they're for people outside the neighborhood to come shop in the neighborhood right which hopefully then like like in my case people from all over come to shop but like mm -hmm. that impacts me who lives in the city and then i like shop in the city so like the goal is that the people who have business who, have, who own businesses here in the city would like use that money in the city mm -hmm. you know i think that's how i think that I'm, is i'm not hope. like a I yeah because yeah. i live mm -hmm. on second in canfield mm -hmm. and oh, sorry <laughs> no 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 we're neighbors yeah because i hear forest. i hear oh, your name forest. i live on forest yeah i know i hear your name all the time does she live in my alley no no no, I, um, she'll, well, we, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's oh, fine. no, no, we're, all, we yeah, we're alive. That. We can tell about where I live. No one's gonna come knock on my door. It's cool. And if you do, hey, how are you? <laughs> what, uh, the other day, I was walking home from work, mm. and, um, I noticed that outside near my building on someone's, like, front yard, there was a whole setup going on and there was a couple students outside and there was like a DJ and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I said to a couple students who I knew at the, the house, what's going on guys? Hey, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, it's cheers having the Was this last party. Friday? Yeah. Yeah. And I... Two Fridays ago. Two Fridays ago, Two yeah. Fridays ago. Birthday? Yeah. Yeah, my, oh, that was also my birthday, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, uh, Sashir's having a release party. Are you going to come? And I was like, no. But <laughs> congratulations. Why, why, why no? Well, because I'm staff oh, and I'm, I'm an instructor. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we've all yeah, got we'll, safe We'll hang batteries. out in January. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm definitely going to check out the clothing line. Yeah, it's But legit. I think it's a great neighborhood where someone maybe like me, who's a staff member, like, 
recently a student can still live in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and reap the benefits of all the great things. There's the a German professor doing. that was that lives in my building. He was there. Oh really? Yeah, he had no a shirt way. off. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so switching gears kind of, but not really. Um, kind of in connection. So this Friday, um, the two of you, you both live in Midtown, your neighborhood is having a thing. It's not actually a Midtown thing. It's more of like Friday, a Saturday. 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 Saturday, September 7th, right? Yeah. 7th. From, from 10 to 11. It is my favorite day of the year. Dally in the Alley. Yeah, like 11 to 11 or something. Oh, yeah, I got to Oh, the alcohol wristband. Hmm. You have to, if you're in the neighborhood and you want to like come and go and have freedom to not be asked if you live in the neighborhood or not, you have to have a wristband. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But so tell us a little bit about, you know a lot about the Alley Alley. Tell us a little bit about maybe, tell us what you know about it actually. Um, well, I don't even know the right questions to ask, honestly. <laughs> I, will, okay. I, I think this is going to be my seventh Alley. I've been going to them since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and this is gonna be my fifth one living in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. like because when you come downstairs from my apartment building, like it's our our apartment building's in the area that's closed off, so you come downstairs and you're right in the heart of it. But um, well, Dally historically has been around for I think forty something years. That this could be the fortieth year, forty second. Yeah. Um, they're based out of four six three two Second Avenue, which is the lawyer building, as most people know it. Um, it's on the corner of Second and Fourth. Yeah. Wait, is that not a law office? No, there's a law office oh, in there. Okay. The guy who owns that building was one of the first people who put Dally <coughs> on in the 70s. Okay. And um, he, he like, there's a, a group of people called the North Cass Community Union, mm -hmm. which are, they don't really do much besides facilitate Dally. Okay. And, um, yeah, so they've been doing it as a, a way to get the neighborhood, like a big open house for the neighborhood, pretty much. Because when it started in the 70s, it was a, a hub for artists. And... And musicians and they thought you know why can't we have a day where we just sell everything and we showcase the talent in our neighborhood and it used to be way bigger it used to go from Hancock to Canfield down the historic street at Canfield and then up there including all the alleys but over the years they've had to like slowly and slowly make it smaller and smaller so they can like handle the crowd sure um it's just like besides that like there's really a good way to describe it besides like a long all-day party but there's like artists that come. Is is there? A yeah, there's the, there's musicians that come from out of town. <clears throat> Tyler the Creator is gonna be here this weekend, but he's not coming to Dally. He has oh, a concert okay. downtown. Okay. So are the Jonas Brothers. Oh. Which is, yeah, like behind the scenes planning. We're worried that either at eleven o'clock we're gonna be flooded with a ton of people leaving the concerts, yeah. or everyone's just gonna leave Dally and go to the concerts. Yeah. Really? I don't think. Oh, I just. I mean, I go. People Among are people very my age. loyal to, to Dally. Yeah, like I know Ayana sold her Tower of the Creator ticket so she could go to Dally, but I know other people who are not going to Dally so they could go to Tower of the Creator. Creator. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's a weird mix that way. But Dally is great. Like, a lot of local musicians come perform. There's two stages there's one on Forest and there's one beyond uh, in the alley called the Alley Stage. There's a bunch of food trucks that show up. There's people from all over that come to sell their products, even though they try to keep it local. Um. <laughs> By vendors, has it been hard to get out some fill the vendor spots? This no, year? vendors no. fill up in like two days. Oh, like, great, that's awesome. Yeah, but the application fee is like not not cheap either. It's four hundred bucks for the whole day wow. to vend there. Wow. And but you know, like 
it fills up. Because I remember yeah. this year they they sent it out on June something. And it was, I think it was like June seventh, and the, all the spots were taken by June tenth. Honestly, so. it is my favorite day of the year. It just feels so like DIY, mm-hmm. very grassroots still to this day. Yeah, and, and they're like openly liberal and openly. The sponsorship left-wing. is still very local. Mm-hmm. The, like the. In- it's not corporate in the way that everything feels like it has some logo on yeah, it. Yeah, like there's no Chase Bank like logos yeah. anywhere, like saying this weekend sponsored by like JB Morgan or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, Dally makes all their money from because it's it's free. It's a free festival, and all the money that comes from the the booth selling the selling of vendor spots is really not that substantial when you think about it. At the end of the day, it's probably like five grand. It's their cut sure. of just selling the vendor things. A majority of their money comes from alcohol sales. Yeah. Because Motor City Brewery is kind enough to provide free beer for Dally. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. But only, the, if only, if only if you're 21. Only if you're 21. Because the, the guy who runs Motor City Brewery is on the Dally committee. Very cool. He's, he's one of the nicest guys around. And that's why I'd rather go. <laughs> shout out to Motor City Brewery. Go there over yes. Jolly Pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Says Shasi. Yeah, just by personal Shashir. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not um Dear Wayne State does not, not endorse yeah. <laughs> or no promote. promote. We are yeah. not well, we are not um what's the Oh word are we not about to that not supposed to do that? No, you can. Okay. Endorse someone. Yeah. Well we're not sponsored by yeah, anyone. Sorry. But I mean we're kind Unsullied. of we're here for anyone in the neighborhood who is giving back to the Yeah, city like Motor Wayne City State and also like large. in the skate community, like whenever we do skate events that he's always pulling up with free beer for everyone. Oh yeah, you guys are always skating in the street. Yeah, but please be get, safe. A lot of people get mad at us for that. A, a, a police officer made me pinky promise her last week. <laughs> that you would usually be cops, safe? You, you never know how cops are going to react when you're skating in the street. Sometimes cops come and just say, like, they'll be very blunt with it, like, get out. But then other times, cops will come and just be like, don't skate around cars. And last weekend, the cop that came, because we were in the middle of second, she just said, um, I don't want to come back here in 10 minutes to a call for a dead body. Yeah. And I said, I promise you won't. And then she said, and she's like stuck out her pinky like this, and then I pinky promised her, and she left. So, it's it is not you, and it's not the skaters. It is like sometimes it's the cars, sometimes it's a combination of things. That's what scares me. Share a, the road as know. a roller skater myself, who would yeah. just love to close down all the streets. I just worry about life. Yeah, I think. Well, skating, like, if because we usually skate between like that block of forest and Hancock, right yeah. in front of our apartment building on second. Yeah. And we, like, try to skate in the middle yellow lane. And, you know, like, sometimes, like, people honk at us. But most of the time, it's unnecessary. Like, if you get close to someone's car, they'll honk at you because they're scared they're going to hit you or whatever. But, you know, I think it all comes down to just not being stupid. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, just make, like, reasonable choices. Um, that's about the most I'll say for skateboarding on the street. Big mom energy. Big mom energy. <laughs> I just want everyone to We're have helmet fun. knee pads. <laughs> I should have I mean, elbow pads. I do actually. If you yeah. see me, I mean, out. if you go rollerblading, I guess you should. You need that stuff because yeah. like, if, like, I think if you fall while rollerblading, you're probably going down. Like skateboarding, you have an opportunity to catch yourself. And, yeah, well, and I guess on your feet. Yeah. Once I fell on the skateboard in Target, yeah. were well, you trying to ride it in Target? Yes. I just the first right time backwards. On no, it was a baby, a little one. Oh, like yeah. a penny board. Yeah, I see. Um, but anyway, our hope is that you hear this and you check out Dally in the Alley. Yes. To be honest, I've never been really. 
This will be my here, my sixth dowry. Yeah, they're, they're great. And um, we always find new music. A couple cool. students I know mm -hmm. are going to be performing. Shout out to Kamal. Oh, Kamal's yeah. going to perform. Kamal's performing. Cool. I can't remember what stage. Um, but we always find music that we love that we end up seeing later on, whether it's at Hamtramck Music Festival, whether it's somewhere in Ferndale at a mm. music venue. And it is just... It's a gem. It's up and coming Detroit artists and musicians. Yes. It's yeah, my favorite thing about Cascor or Midtown. Cool. Can sure. I do a quick shout out? To yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the stools will be playing at four p.m. in the alleys. The stools. The stools. The stools. Yes. Okay, four p.m. Four p.m. alleys. The cool. that, That's the band I do graphic design work for. Sweet. So before you go, tell us what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're doing for self care, um, and what you're watching. I don't, I don't really like watch Netflix or anything. I Whenever I watch TV, I, I try to watch documentaries because I'm a big fan of history. Mm -hmm. So right yesterday, I finished World War II in color for like the 10th time. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, re, what am I reading right now? I'm reading Fascism a Warning by Madeleine Albright because I've been hearing the word. I'm sure a lot of people have been hearing the word fascism a lot lately, but I think a lot of, a lot of us don't really know what it means. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to educate myself on that. I also read a book on, it's called The Death and Life of Great American Cities, and it speaks about, it's like a city planning book, but she wrote it in a way that it sounds like a novel, mm -hmm. and she does a very good job explaining why, you know, certain cities like Detroit are in the way they are right now, um, and how it's not the people to be blame, but it's like the way the city was designed that's forcing it to be the way it is, because mm -hmm. Detroit was exclusively designed for car use. Um, what else did you ask? What listening you listening to? to? Um, what am I listening to? Right, I've been listening to a lot of Blonde by Frank Ocean lately. I think I've listened to Blonde like ten times in the last week. Okay, it's a really good album. Um, I've been listening to a lot of British rap because they're very angsty, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I like angsty music. Like newer British rap. Yeah, I like newer British rap. Okay. There's a guy um, called Slow Tide. He's really good, or Skepta if you ever heard of these people. Cool. Um, I've also been listening to like normal British music. Um, there's a couple ladies I really like called Baba LaRue and uh, JG Gray. Yeah, like, yeah, JG Gray. Yeah, I've been JG listening Gray, to JG Gray dope. ever yeah. since you sent me there. Yeah, so put me on. that's the music I've been listening to. Cool. As far as self care, I, I really don't know how to answer that question because people always tell me how happy of a person I am and I'm like always upbeat or not like unbothered by stuff. Mm -hmm. And you might get this too. But, like, in my head, I'm like, really? Because I'm super sad right now. Oh, no. <laughs> um, like, hence me crying earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, usually, like, whenever, for me, self-care is, like, I try to just tune everybody out. Because I think a lot of it is, especially for people in my generation, is that Instagram and Twitter hype. Yeah, we talked about this. People are constantly just, like, I know, like, I personally have some friends, like, when I'm hanging out with them, like, they'll be talking and they'll be doing this the whole time. And He's scrolling. Scrolling, yeah. yeah. Scrolling. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you get nobody else. Yeah, so they'll just be scrolling through like meaningless content. And I think we've come to a world now where if you take somebody's phone away from them, it's almost like taking crack away from an addict. Yeah. Where they need that. They need that constant like burst or whatever it is. They need that sure. constant information stream coming into their head. It's actually um, scientifically proven to be a shot of dopamine. Yeah. Like get. it is a drug, yeah. It is. It, it it's a chemical. It's a drug. But on the flip side, you're absolutely right. What it does mm -hmm. is it leads to some forms of depression. 
Yeah, I think sadness. I think cell phones are like one of the worst things you can do to yourself when you're trying to like take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. That's why my cell. You guys can't see what my phone screen is broken into a thousand pieces and it barely works, but that's all I needed to do because I don't believe in spending time on my phone. I think I'd, I'd rather, I'd much rather just talk to my friends mm-hmm. and talk to them about what they're doing recently instead of see what they're doing on Instagram. Right. But good. personally, like I like to go on bike rides. Yeah, you do. Like, like I, I told you a lot because yeah. whenever. That's a good way for me to clear my head because when I'm on a bike ride, especially in the city, you're thinking more about I don't want to get hit by a car mm-hmm. than you are about anything else at that moment. So I just like turn the music up on my headphones as loud as I can and then just ride around Bell Yeah, it is dangerous. <laughs> but I, I, I tried to, like, the, my go to ride whenever I'm like stressed or angry or whatever is start at my apartment on Second and Forest, go downtown, go around Bell Isle, and come back, mm-hmm. which is 24, nice yeah, it's 24 yeah. miles. It takes me an hour and 10 minutes. And I usually come back just feeling great. Yeah, it's good. And I like you know that's not gonna work for everyone. Like exercise doesn't work for everyone to make sure. you feel better. But I also like going back to the tuning people out thing. I think when you start to care about others' opinions too much is when you start hurting yourself more mm-hmm. than anything else. Because I don't want like I don't I personally tried to stop caring a long time ago. Which and like that that phrase like try to stop caring is so hard to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's a little things. It's like are people gonna like care about what color socks I'm wearing today? Mm-hmm. Are people gonna care about my shoes today? And I'm afraid it's something we did to each other. Cause I remember in high school I'd go to class and they'd be like, "Oh, you're broke. Like you only have those Jordans on," which like at the moment like you think it's funny to say that to someone, but that kid's gonna go home thinking like, "Oh, like I'm a poor kid. Like mm-hmm. I need better shoes. Like and I'm the not." The kid is wearing Jordans and not poor. Yeah, well, like yeah, but like, <laughs> well, I knew poor kids would beg their parents to buy them Jordans, yeah. but. But, you know, simple things like that, it's like in the mind of the person doing it to that kid, you're putting yourself in inferior status because you have a material good that's mm-hmm. worth more. And in the mind of the person that that's being done to, they're, they're be like devaluing themselves. Mm-hmm. They're saying, I'm not, as, I'm not up to par with the other person because I don't have the same shoes. I don't right. have the same laptop. I have an Android and not an iPhone. Right. Things like that. Like I have a Windows and not a Mac. Like people yeah. make fun of you for things like that. Yeah. But realistically, it's like, who cares? Like, they're getting the job done. Like, right. shoes are shoes. Like, they're protecting my feet. Who cares what they look like? Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, the glasses I wear, like, especially these recently. Those like, are, I've, yeah. I've, I've got a pair of women's sunglasses that you guys can't see, but I think they're dope. But, like, wearing these around lately, like, people have been staring at me. Yeah. And I think I'm in a place mentally where I'm strong enough to just, you know, like, have it going through this year and out that year. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are in a, in a stage of life where they walk around with on all that's on their mind is consistently, what does somebody else think of me? For sure. And Take comfort in knowing that for a lot of people I've spoken to, that dissipates just with age. Yeah, with age it goes away. And just really appreciating everything you are yeah. on the Just inside. be yourself. Yeah. Because like... There's only one of you. Yeah, my mom consistently tells me, like, who are you doing it for? Mm. Like, whenever I do something stupid, she's like, who did you do that for? Who were you trying to impress? Like, if mm. you were trying to impress yourself or show yourself that you can push a boundary, then it's not worth it. Mm. So, like, in a way, it's also growth. That's why I constantly like to, like to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, like, I, I had this talk with my friends where, you know, like, if you're hanging out at home on a Friday night, like, you're a, you're a lame, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. where... Like, I think my generation has come to this weird point where if you're not constantly posting on Instagram or Snapchat what you're doing right now, then your life sucks, and it's boring, and it's not entertaining, and it's not fun for me to watch. But 
I, I feel like people need to get more comfortable being with themselves and spending time with themselves. And not doing anything at all. And not doing anything it's at all. Okay like you don't have to be at a party or a bar getting drunk right now. Like you, can, sure. you can be at home by yourself. It, that's a totally fine thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, but I think for a lot of people, when, and I know some people like this, like when they're at home by themselves, they start to feel sad and depressed. And they go on Instagram and they see their people they know hanging out. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm not there right now. So then I, now they start having this FOMO. And they start having this anxiety, like, well, yeah. why didn't they invite me to this? Like, why am I not there? I thought we were friends. It's just like a whole downward spiral. Ingrid goes west. Yeah, Ingrid goes west, like, perfect example. <laughs> I reference that movie a lot because I think it does a great job yeah. of showing yeah. where we've come to with social media and like, Cherry this actually told me about culture. that movie, and I watched yeah. it, and I was like, dang, I'm Ingrid. <laughs> um, we're all a little bit Ingrid. Uh, yeah, everyone's sometimes. a little bit Ingrid. Yeah, only not as, I'm not as Ingrid, but a little Ingrid. And also, if I could take this in real quick, yeah, my grandmother and my mom, or not my grand, my grandfather while he's still alive, and my mom to this day, can, like, one of the two, few pieces of advice they'll ever give me, because my mom's not a very advicey person. She's mm-hmm. like, because you know, like immigrant parents are always about like stop complaining, just do it. <laughs> um, so my mom will always say like comparison will kill you. Yeah. And my grandpa used to say the same thing when I was a kid, and I was getting bullied for like not being as skinny as the other kids, or not being as tall as the other kids. Just comparison will kill you. The second you start comparing yourself to somebody else, that's when your life is over. Wise because no two lives are the same. Right. You're like, what I'm doing right now, somebody else is not doing this right now. It's like, true. Nobody else is in this room right now talking to you guys. <laughs> we hope not. Tell you. Yes, yeah, so like each, each, like you're not, like nobody else is sitting in that chair and like being you right now. You have to enjoy your own experience because it's your experience. Nobody else, no two people on earth are thinking the same thing or experiencing the same thing right now. Yeah, that, that, so like I guess that's my quick way of self care. Like even like today, I have to tell myself comparison will kill you. Yeah, I think I have to tell myself on the hour. Journeys are look they don't look like a straight line on a graph. No, up. they look like big squiggly messes. Yeah. Way more beautiful and unique than that. Like, yeah, like life is like cyclical. It's corny, but life is really like a roller coaster. Like there you have ups and downs, and it's it's all Truth. about. It's about how you deal with the ups and how, how you deal with the downs. Because you can go down and you can decide to stay down. Right. And you can, like, start wallowing in your own self-pity and blaming yourself for all your problems. Or you can, it's like the growth mentality where it's like the learning mentality, you know? Yeah. It's like... We're always talking about growth mindset on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. This podcast is sponsored by yeah. Growth Mindset <laughs> once again. I don't think we have any always say. announcements or anything. Um, I do want to ask... Your socials, how can, I know we've just kind of talked about the downfall mm-hmm. of society via Instagram, but are there places people can see your clothing line, purchase it? Yes, uh, the, the Instagram for the clothing line is just at LookDetroit, uh, the website is also JustLookDetroit.com, and then my personal Instagram, which is the only social media I have, is only Cherry with five R's. <laughs> Yep, the rest were taken. <laughs> you only carry with five R's. Four R's, three R's, they were all taken. Wow. Um, and that's because my nickname is Cherry. Nice. Or my, I guess my legal name. Your legal name now. You change, oh, you changed your name legally. Yeah, when you become an American citizen, I okay. guess you're allowed to change your name once. Congratulations. And thank you. Because <clears throat> when I was born, I was, I was a very red baby. Uh-huh. And we lived in a very cold climate in India at that time, so I was like consistently red. And my neighbors and my mom started calling me Cherry oh. as like a joke, and then it just stuck. And I was telling you, like when I go to India, nobody knows my name is this year. Like 
my grandparents, all my cousins, all my aunts yeah. and uncles, they call me Cherry. And I just thought, like, I'm just going to make this my so name. Because cool. I'm not sick of having a family name and a social name. A family name and a social name. Uh, um, well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you for having me. I'm thank sorry you. for rambling for so long. No, it's good. We, we, we nope. ramble. That is a podcast. That's all goes. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. We'll uh, yep. talk to you next week. Be safe. Bye. Yeah.